Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Wednesday, May 31st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians fall uh, in Baltimore on Tuesday night. Uh, Cal Quantrill roughed up for uh, eight earned runs uh, in uh, four and what four and a third, four and two thirds innings. Uh, he uh, at least got him into the fifth inning after giving up uh, a big second inning with uh, with five, uh, five. I'm sorry, with um, five runs in the second. Uh, and and really, he just couldn't locate his 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 fastball. He was leaving pitches over in the middle of the plate, and when you do that, you get hit hard in this league. Uh, Baltimore finally showed uh, the offense that had carried it to the what the third best record uh, in baseball so far, and and uh, hit the ball over the ballpark early. Uh, the Guardians mounted a comeback uh, late. The bats sort of came alive a little bit against Kyle Gibson, but uh, by then it was too late. Uh, they wind up losing eight to five. Uh, what did you take away from uh, the outing and, and what's uh, what's in store for Cal Quantrill now moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, Joe, I, he just didn't have, a, like you were saying, he just didn't have a really good uh, start, probably the second bad start in a row. Uh, I thought that two out double he gave up to Henderson in the first inning, you know, uh, two runs scored on it. I thought that was a big, a big hit and kind of really changed the momentum of that game. And then, you know, the, the roof caved in, in in the second inning. And I guess, you know, right now, you know, when you look at who's coming back with uh, Savali and, and McKenzie, you know, do, do they, uh, you know, Savali's going to start Friday, we know, in, in uh, Minnesota or Minneapolis. And, you know, McKenzie's got his chance to start in that series as well. You know, with the and the way uh, Bybee and uh, and Logan Allen have pitched, you know, it could they could you know, uh, you know, this could mean Quantrill's going to the bullpen. You know, I don't know for how long, but it, you know, he could be he could end up there. Yeah, that's uh, it, he has experience uh, pitching in relief uh, as recently as a few years ago. Um, it was. Uh, you know, not what he wanted to be doing at that time. And he eventually got himself a spot in the rotation. But uh, right now, I think uh, he might be actually even more effective if you give him, uh, you know, shorter bursts and and, uh, limit uh, what he has to do. I I think right now he's just struggling uh, with, you know, his, his delivery. Tito keeps saying that he's rushing his delivery and, 
Uh, he, he it's been a, a problem the last couple of starts now, so maybe it's something he can work on if he's not, you know, pitching every five days. He can get a chance to get out there and 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 tinker with the mechanics of it and uh, get himself straight, and maybe that gives uh, Cleveland another uh, weapon out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, it's a good problem to have uh, too many arms, but uh, if if that is the case, if Cal Quantrill does have to move to the bullpen. Uh, you know, the other dominoes that, that would have to be in place to, to fall there would be Hunter Gaddis uh, probably uh, getting an uh, option back down to AAA uh, for the third time. And Xavion uh, Curry at some point would probably have to go in order to make room uh, not only in the rotation, but in the bullpen there uh, for uh, Tristan McKenzie, hopefully by uh, by Sunday, if everything uh, stays on course. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, that's it. You know, that's the most I mean, f- from the outside looking in, you know, uh, you know, that that makes sense to us. Uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're not in a room with uh, with Terry Francona and Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff. They could uh, they could make they could go in a different direction. But, you know, that makes sense. Quantrill goes into the pen to be the long man. Curry. You know, I don't think they need two long men in the, in the pen, and that's a role Curry has filled and filled quite well, I should say. And uh, so he could, he might be optioned out to uh, Columbus, and maybe he goes into the rotation there. Maybe, maybe you know, he stays in the bullpen. Uh, Gaddis, you know, I would think, uh, you know, they moved him into the bullpen for uh, last night's game, and it, that makes sense when Savali comes back for uh, Friday's start that he would be the guy that would be optioned. To Columbus uh, to make room for for Savali. Yeah, they had Gaddis throw a, a light bullpen uh, yesterday, uh, just in case, uh, you know, for for things, you know, it, depending on what would happen. So uh, he was available, but uh, once Savali makes that start on Friday, uh, you know, his name would be the the one that you would expect to see heading to Columbus. Uh, Tristan McKenzie did uh, make a, a rehab start yesterday uh, for. Uh, Columbus in Iowa, it was, uh, shortened by rain. I think he only went three innings. Um, uh, he struck out three, you know, I guess you can't really tell all, all that much, but, uh, Tito said that if everything went according to plan, he was going to work out with, uh, Columbus in, uh, Iowa, uh, today on Wednesday and then meet the guardians in Minnesota. It's a, not a, not a very long trip uh, from Iowa to, to Minnesota there. So, um, and he will meet them there uh, for this weekend series uh, against the Twins. And, and I think, you know, the Guardians need uh, Tristan McKenzie, uh, his energy, the you know, just being around him on the road in the in the clubhouse there. I think that could be a, a, a nice uh, change of pace for them uh, once they get to Minnesota, because that's going to be a big series. Yeah, you know, four game series with the Twins. You know, it's it's hard to say you have playing a pivotal series in June against. Uh, but this is this is you know this has some ramifications. You know, you're playing the first place team. Uh, the Guardians right now are three and a half back going into uh, the series finale uh, uh, Wednesday against Baltimore. Uh, Detroit's two games back and. Uh, uh, Minnesota's sitting in first place at 28 and 27. So, you know, four game series, you know, they met, these two teams met in early May in Cleveland. Cleveland took two out of three and, uh, with, uh, you know, pretty, uh, kind of similar, uh, 
similar matchups, you know, with similar pitching, starting pitching matchups, at least from the Twins part, Joe. Uh, you know, Ober is going uh, – uh, I mean, they're, they're going to see Pablo uh, Lopez Thursday mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, Bybee will get him. But Bailey Ober will go Friday. Sonny Gray goes uh, Saturday. And Joe Ryan goes Sunday. Yeah, and that's uh, you know a, a couple of uh, of tough matchups historically for uh, for Cleveland against you know Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. These are, are guys that uh, have had their number in the past and at times. So uh, you know a lot to to think about, especially uh, from the hitting side. But you know the positive thing is we saw uh, last night the the Guardians. You know a couple of guys who really needed to sort of wake up and 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 you know hit uh, a couple of couple of times. Andres Jimenez and Josh Naylor both driving in runs with doubles last night, uh, looking pretty solid uh, that way. And and Stephen Kwan, again, just continues to hit at the top of the lineup. Uh, uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, another uh, a, a good game uh, at the plate. So uh, these the offense needs to sort of uh, find its find itself as it's heading into to Minnesota, because that's going to be a series where uh, they're going to have to score more than a few runs. Uh, in order to beat the Twins. Uh, last night, uh, like we said, the um, uh, the bats came alive, but it was a, a too little too late uh, for, for Cal Quantrill, having already given up those uh, eight runs. Uh, another guy, uh, Anthony Santander, again, just uh, continues to, to beat up on uh, Cleveland after, um, you know, they gave up on him uh, years ago, uh, letting him go in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, just uh, This is another guy who just has uh, Cleveland's number every time he comes to the plate. The guy's got six hits in the first two games of this series, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night he had he had two doubles and a triple, drove in three runs. He had three hits the night before. You know, this is a guy that Baltimore did a great job scouting Cleveland's system. You know, in 2016, you know, that's a long time ago. This kid mm-hmm. was 21. He's playing in Lynchburg, came off a great season in Lynchburg, but he had shoulder surgery. Uh, the Guardians, you know, took a gamble, didn't didn't protect him. Uh, the Orioles swooped in and took him into Rule 5 and have kind of nursed him along, and now he's a full-fledged uh, power-hitting right fielder, Joe. He is he is exactly what they need. <laughs> yeah, that's it's exa- he's exactly what the Guardians are, are missing. And, uh, you know, it's just it's funny. It couldn't be a, a, a pitcher or, or anybody that, that Baltimore, you know, sort of swooped in and, and took. Uh, it, it had to be, uh, you know, the position where Cleveland has been exposed the most over the last several years as as uh, a power hitting outfielder, a, a guy that could bat in the middle of your lineup. And and uh, Baltimore has him now and, and Cleveland is, is left holding the bag. Uh, but. You know there there were there were signs last night that that a couple of guys maybe pulling out of it, uh, but Josh Bell again uh, gets up in a in a big situation and uh, grounds out uh, two pitches into it in a bat uh, when uh, when really Cleveland had the momentum uh, after a pitching change there. So uh, it it was just um, it, it, tough to watch that that offense uh, you know start to maybe uh, sputter to life and then and then really in the in big situations uh, not come through again with the hit. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I thought Brennan, you know, had a couple hits, a uh, couple singles, but he had a tough night in uh, right field, Joe. I mean, yeah. I didn't think right field was that tough of a place to play, but he turned it into a house of horrors. You know, it just he just seemed to 
I don't know what, I mean, the first ball he kind of came in on and went over his head. Then mm-hmm. he, you know, got kind of got fooled in the corner with a, with a tough ricochet, uh, just a, t- a long night. Uh, I'm glad he had a couple hits. Hopefully he keeps swinging the bat here because, you know, he, he's a better outfielder than that. We all know that. Yeah, it, it is, it, he's a better defender than he showed there. But again, this right field has like those, like you said, those different angles and the, you know, the deep corner there where uh, a lot of, a lot of balls get, uh, get hit into there and, and, you know, funny things happen like uh, a guy with only three career triples uh, winds up on third base with his fourth. And that's, uh, you know, definitely something we weren't expecting to see. Uh, heading into today's game, uh, Shane Bieber, the birthday boy is on the mound. Uh, should be interesting to see uh, you know what Bieber is able to come up with his last couple of starts having been uh, haven't been all that bad. Yeah, Bieber is really uh, you know he's he's been the, their most consistent starter, Joe. To me, uh, just uh, kind of an you know he looks like an all star. He looks like a lead dog starter. Um, you know he, he uh, went what six innings, allowed one run, nine Ks against the Cards in his in his last start, and then. Uh, in um his in the start before that against the Mets went a complete went in a complete game against the Mets and Verlander lost two to one, but he's pitching pretty well. He's given up some hits, Joe, but you know he's he's turned into that uh, thinking man's pitcher. He's he seems to be always you know he he likes that cat and mouse game and he always seems to be a step ahead of the hitters. But he's going to get a good test today because that Baltimore lineup is tough. Yeah, we saw Edley Rutschman in the lineup for the first time uh, in the series yesterday. And, you know, he worked a couple of walks, had a hit. Uh, and and really, uh, Baltimore signed uh, Aaron Hicks to replace Cedric Mullins, who was hurt in the first game of the series. Uh, we should probably see him in the lineup at some point uh, today or, or getting a chance to, to make his debut with the Orioles, uh, you know, with uh, the Yankees uh, on the hook for $36 million of his remaining salary, I think, um, uh, should give him motivation to, to come out here and, 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 you know, play well. Uh, and, and really just, uh, heading into this series or he- heading into this series finale, uh, you know, the Guardians haven't, haven't played all that bad so far, uh, here in Baltimore. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, putting it all together and, and finishing off this series, which is something that they have yet to do. Uh, really to this point this season is is really you know put it together and and win a series and when they're you know after after they've uh, suffered a bad loss yeah well you know they came off the this this past weekend they took two out of three from st louis they could uh, win the series here for their second consecutive series that would be something they haven't done in a long time uh you know this, they've been kind of you know, fighting to stay stay just above water. So this is this would be a good game to win. You got your ace on the mound. You know, you've shown some life offensively, and uh, it would be a you know a good momentum swing to uh, you know to get this game and then go into Minnesota and have a good series there. Maybe you know you know gets you know you know take you know face the Twins and then get you know gets and climb up the standings in in the AL Central you know put some pressure on Minnesota and Detroit yeah that's the funny thing is we were talking before we started uh recording here uh that you know they're three and a half back because all the teams in the Central lost um yesterday and you know they go into a, a series potentially they go into a series in Minnesota three games back and uh 
um, you know, playing four there, they could, they could, by Monday, they could be in first place. It, 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 it sounds just crazy to think about, but uh, that's how uh, bad the Central has been so far this year. Uh, hey, wanted to mention uh, Subtext, our uh, subscription service here on, uh, uh, you know, Guardian Subtext, where you can uh, sign up uh, if you send a text to 216-208-4346 or log on to cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, you get uh, updates on what's going on with the rotation, who's in and who's out, any uh, roster moves. Uh, you get those first uh, ahead of anybody on Twitter, anybody on uh, on Cleveland.com uh, reading there. Uh, that's where Hoinsey and I uh, put all the good stuff before uh, it's it's fit to print. So uh, sign up uh, for $3.99 a month, uh, 216-208-4346 or Cleveland.com slash slash subtext uh all right hoinsey you know what do you think um this uh this is the 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 last game here in baltimore uh shane beaver on the mound uh what do you expect uh today out of the out of the guardians yeah i I expect beaver to pitch well joe uh he's been on a roll i i I see him getting into the sixth or seventh inning uh, it, it would be nice to see that offense. You know, they banged out 11 hits last night. It would it'd be nice to see them, uh, you know, keep going. I'm not sure. Is is Baltimore throwing a bullpen game? Or, or uh, you know, they didn't I, – I saw they, they hadn't announced a starter. Yeah, they still haven't announced a starter. So I, uh, I'm i I'm as uh, – I wonder about that as much as you do uh, in terms of uh, what they're going to throw out there. I know they're – uh, their bullpen came in last night and, uh, you know, was a little unsteady. They, they burned through a lot of guys after Gibson uh, left and they got to Felix Bautista. And that was uh, that was interesting when uh, Felix Bautista was brought into the game. Uh, they do the whole thing where they, they shut the lights and they do the strobe effect on the field. So for like 30 seconds there, it was, uh, you know, the, the the ballpark went dark. They put the the LED flashing lights on the in the towers and they they brought him in. Everybody was. It wasn't quite Edwin Diaz with the uh, with the horns, but uh, it was still an interesting introduction uh, for their closer. And he came in and and took care of uh, the Guardians lineup one, two, three uh, at the top of the order. Uh, it was uh, pretty impressive stuff. Felix Bautista, uh, one of the I guess he's uh, this year's version of uh, Emmanuel Classe because uh, Classe isn't throwing as hard and Bautista throws hard. Oh my God! The guy's six eight, Joe. He's mm-hmm. six, he look, six eight. What about two hundred and eighty pounds? He looks yep. like he should be playing a defensive end somewhere. He's like, I couldn't believe the size of him. And the mm-hmm. guy, uh, the guy he's relieved for Cano is a big guy too. I mean, those right. guys are dangerous looking, man. Yeah. So if they've got to go to a bullpen game, and you know they've already used multiple relievers. Uh, in this series, it's a, it's a good situation to, for the Guardians to be in, maybe seeing some of these guys uh, for the second time. But uh, we, we'll find out what the uh, what the situation is with Baltimore starters. Uh, we'll find out maybe a little more detail about what's going to happen in terms of the roster moves uh, that could be planned for uh, the, the series opener in uh, Minnesota. And we will bring all of that back uh, uh, your way. Uh, here on the next edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, uh, Hoinsey, uh, I'm going to be sad to leave Baltimore. The weather's been gorgeous. It's uh, it, it it's been perfect here. Took a walk down to the to the harbor, got to see uh, see all sorts of stuff. It's uh, 
it's a, a, a nice, uh, nice little trip for a, a baseball game for a series. Yeah, it's really a nice place. It's a beautiful stadium, and I like the Inner Harbor. Yeah, it's it's cool, Joe. It's a cool place to walk around in. Yeah, I, I can't get over how awesome this ballpark is, and you know, and just think it, it opened in '92. I mean, it, it does not look like it was a ballpark that's you know 30 years old now or already. It's it it really does look uh, uh, very up to date and modern, and and in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, it's the sort of the blueprint for some of these really great ballparks that uh, you get to see uh, all throughout baseball. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Camden Yards came, then uh, then Jacobs Field slash Progressive Field, and all the, you know, kind of the ballparks that fit into the city or built along the city, uh, the you know, the the fabric of the cities that they're built in. You know, that, that started it, that all that brick at – the brick warehouse at Camden Yards, and you know, it's just it's just a beautiful ballpark. It's it's a great setting, and it's a great setting for fans too. I had a I had a chance to walk out on Utah Street and see all of the uh, the markers where the the home runs have landed all throughout the years. How they uh, they mark where uh, each ball lands with a like a baseball size uh, you know gold disc on the on the concrete, and you know, there's several from uh, you know Jim Tomey and as Dribble Cabrera and a bunch of guys from, uh, you know, the Indians had had hit ones out there. Uh, we saw the one that Andres Jimenez hit last season. His is already uh, engraved in the in the ground there, and it says Guardians on it. It's the first one, uh, first one of its names. So it's uh, pretty interesting to to step out there and see that, uh, you know, uh, on your next trip to Utah Street. Yeah, did you stop at Boog Powell's uh, barbecue place? By the time I got out there, everything was all closed down. I was heading out of the park, so uh, I don't I don't need any uh, any any more barbecue in my life. I'm uh, if, if Boog opened up a salad joint uh, out on Utah Street, I would I would definitely take part in that. So, all right, Joe. All right, uh, Paul. We'll catch up with you uh, again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, buddy.